0: Hey, hey everybody, this is your girl Leah with Between the Sheets and I'm already back for episode number two. That's right, episode number two. Um, On this show, we really like to get uh, very intimate on real life, on business, on relationships, on health and the journey thereof. It is my mission to be able to give my listeners real life success tips that they can actually use immediately in whatever endeavor they are in. I'm very excited to be back with you guys. And in case you guys missed it, my name again is Leah and I'm an action taking money making manifesting queen. And this is Between the Sheets with your girl. (laughs) All right, guys, so today we are continuing the conversation on everything we've been kind of talking about. We started with mindset, we moved from mindset, and um, even though we moved into a part two, it was still very, very much about mindset, but we started to talk about fear and just some of the things that I've had to go through and I have gone through in my own journey and um, how fear kind of took place in my life because of that. And I really want to deep dive into that just a tad bit more because I don't know if people truly understand the impact that fear has on us as human beings, Um, the stress factors emotionally, physically, um, how it can literally paralyze us in our body, Um, the very thoughts of being scared. it, it, It can create something. And I really want to talk about all of these things that hopefully you guys can start to understand first and foremost, how it is affecting you, how it could be affecting your business, how it could be affecting your relationship, how it could be affecting your health all in one and figure out how we can start to move past some of these things, how we can actually start to trick our brain or how we can start to train our brain that we are not afraid that there is something different, um, th- th- that it's a different emotion that we are um, either experiencing or displaying. And so I really want to kind of go into um, those segments a little bit more. So um, first and foremost, what I just want to say is that um, th- the word fear, I'm not sure if I actually um, said it or not in the last uh, episode of what it actually was. But I'm going to go ahead and just read this. And so I have a lot of uh, notes going on here today. And, And that's just because I want to be prepared for you guys. And I want to make sure that I'm giving you guys the tips to be able to be successful immediately. Things that you can jot down, things that you can write down. And so I want to make sure that I stay on point so that you guys can stay on point with all of the information that you guys are being given. So fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, anything like that. And you guys, that feeling that we start to display in our body, the emotions that come out of it, and then the actual physical feeling that we get inside of our body is real. Whether the fear is imagined or it's real, that feeling inside is there and many of us you know um we can't deny that 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 feeling is actually there um that feeling of being afraid is something and, and you may have heard this in the last podcast that that I was stating is that was designed inside of our body to get us out of a very dangerous situation um, you know, again, a bear is coming to get you and you need to run for your life. Maybe it's a very vicious dog that's coming to attack or bite you. Um, our body was designed to do those things. And, and really, if you go back into early history, um, that served us very well. We had to evolve and we had to um, figure out our surroundings and how to survive in our surroundings back in the day. What's happened now is that it doesn't serve us as much because we as humans have taken fear to a different level. We have taken the word fear, the emotions of what we, you know, are are calling fear to a completely different level. An example of um, paradigm thinking, I want to give you guys an example of paradigm thinking is something that was basically taught to you. And some of the fear that we experience in our life was taught to us, whether again, it be that our parents or our friends or whoever was, were just trying to be good to us. And half of the time, you guys, that's exactly what it is that they're, they really are looking out for you, but they just may not know or understand what they're actually giving to you, what they're, um, transferring to you. So, so call it. And some of those things, I want you guys to really start to kind of think back on some of the the phrases or some of the ways that you have may felt afraid or, or, or heard something from your family, that paradigm thinking that, you know, you need to be afraid of something. Maybe it was in a career move that, you know, Hey, nobody makes money in that type of career. You're never going to make money. Not only is that negative talk and you should be very careful as adults, what we're receiving, but as a child, we didn't really have control over what we were hearing or being displayed by our parents. They were doing the best that they could, but we as children did not have control of who parented us. And so the only way to get rid of a paradigm thought, something that you were taught, something that was learned and and that was just kind of, you know, honed into you, we've got to start to rewire our mind with new thoughts. And and in order to do that, we have to become aware of what those thoughts were, of what those patterns were, of what was actually spoken to us at early ages. So we need to kind of take it back and myself I feel like when I was growing up some of the phrases that I heard believe it or not was from my grandmother or my aunties and some of them had to do with you know all women are evil you know this was this was their mindset this is what they were told this is what they were told from their mom or from their mom never trust a woman uh, and I really had to kind of go back in my own life and figure out, Wow, Leah, how did that take place and how did that become rooted in your own life that maybe it had an effect on your relationships with friends or girlfriends or, or not trusting? Um, trust for me is a a huge, um, it's a huge thing. And it's, um, what I now know of to be another love language of mine, that, that loyalty and, um, I have to think back that that thought was placed and rooted inside of my head at some point that, the you know, women were bad and that I needed to watch out for them. Like, wow. Wow. As an adult, I rewired my mind to think differently, obviously, because now I love to empower women, to teach them, to educate them, to help them, because I had to help myself. And because I have these tools and this knowledge now, I want to be able to pass that on. And so I've been able to break that paradigm thought by rewiring thoughts in my own mind. But for you, what I would love for you guys to do is to really start to think about things that were told to you. And maybe it's, um, you guys, as simple as your mom or your dad yelling at you for going out into the street. Now, again, mind you, what they were doing was trying to protect you. The intention was all good of what they were trying to do. But maybe that trauma that came up in your life because you went to go across the street and they yelled and, you know, your heart started to race and it became um, it, it started to cause this actual physical effect in your body. Now you've taken that into your own life in some form or fashion And I really want you guys to start to think about those things. What was taught to you as a child? What was told to you as a child? The other thing that was told uh, to us was that if we lied or we still, you know, we stole anything or if we were just bad in general, that the devil was going to pull our feet at night. And that is terrifying. That's a terrifying thought for a child. It's an absolutely terrifying thought for a child. Um, To the point that even as an adult, I made sure that my feet were always covered. Um, And then I had to start thinking again. Those little things took root somehow inside of my life. Those paradigm thoughts. A specific way of thinking, um, a paradigm is a specific way of thinking, um, a belief or it's a concept that was basically given to you at some point in your life. Uh, In the book, You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, One of the things that she has that she mentions inside of that book is that. When we take it back and and I'm going to pull up something here while while I'm talking to you, if we take it back to um, when we were babies. uh, And we really start to think about our nature, okay? we as babies, we're, we're learning everything is brand new to us. But in nature, the way that we came into the earth, we came into the earth, desiring nothing, expecting nothing, always being, you know, um, besides when we wanted to eat, sleep, poop, <laughs> that we really just, we enjoy life. We enjoyed everything about life. We we're very present. We're touching, we're feeling, we're tasting all the things that are around us, we're so aware of our environment. And it's not until we get into this point where maybe it's a loud sound, maybe it's a, something that, you know, you get smacked on the hand for, we are, are told and taught by our parents or, or whoever raised us um, to start to implement these things into our lives. But as babies, we didn't have doubt. As babies, we didn't know fear. As babies, we didn't judge ourselves. We didn't talk bad about ourselves as babies. We didn't, we didn't have these things inside of our mind as a child. And I want to take it back to what Jesus said in Matthew 18, 3, which he says, Truly I tell you, unless you change and you become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What does that scripture mean? What does that scripture mean? That unless you change and become like little children, does it mean that we revert back to those feelings, to those thoughts, to be able to to see the world through a child's eyes? Think about that for a few. Just let that one simmer. That's Matthew 18, 3. So Jesus said, come to me like a little child. And then Basically, so if we, if we just kind of flip that script, then you'll see the kingdom of heaven. Then you'll see and maybe experience all things brand new. Well, in our life right now, if we can start to become like children again and experience and taste and have no judgments or doubts or insecurities or fears, we create our own heaven like here on earth because everything begins to change with that thought pattern. I'm going to continue here. So I want to talk a little bit about the physical manifestations of what stress um, is caused by fear and and that in itself, me just saying that in itself, like I want you guys to take this back to everything that I 100% believe in, which is the power of your thoughts. The fact that our bodies can produce chemical reactions because of our thoughts Think about that. Really think about that, that you were designed, your body was designed to create physical. And guys, we're not just talking fear. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about orgasms. Let's talk about all of the different things that truly based on thoughts, we can create with inside of our body. Holy moly, that is the power of your thoughts, that you can actually create a physical Reaction inside of you. Man. But taking it back to the idea of fear, because fear tends to paralyze, because fear tends to call uh, to, to cause all of these other chemical reactions inside of our body that are not beneficiary to us, we can cause stress inside of our body. Um... I'm going to say this that in uh, and I'm going to try to go there as well here. If you guys want to follow me, you know, it's kind of turning into a little bit of a, a Bible study here. But Matthew 10, 28 says, don't be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. In, a, in another um, chapter, he says, basically, don't worry about anything in life because worrying will give you not one more day of your life. It won't do anything for you. It will do zero for you, except what it can cause physically inside of your body stress. And your body was not built to withstand physical stress on a constant um, level. It just wasn't. So I'm going to take this back. One doc says that, that living under a constant stress, a constant threat, a constant fear has serious health consequences because fear will actually weaken our immune system. So when, when we're so down and out, when we're so stressed, maybe it's about a job, maybe it's about the change of a job. Maybe it's about, Um, a decision that you're going to make in a relationship. Maybe it's about a lie that you're keeping, a secret that you're keeping. When we keep those things, those thoughts, at a constant front in our brain, then truly we become stressed out and our body has serious health consequences because of that. And I, I, I want to also just go in here and, and tell you guys, your body is hardwired to react to stress in ways to protect you against threats. So again, when we were designed, that was what we were designed for. Let's take it back even further to the, the, the days of, um, and not even the days, it's, it's true. To, it's, it's so true to be um, right now that how are we different from animals? Well, let's just say that an animal in perfect homeostasis, which is basically perfect balance. It's a deer that's gazing by, you know, the grazing by the water. And there is a physical threat that comes about to that deer. Well, what happens? And, and I may have got this wrong. I was trying to say it in, in the last podcast and therefore I made notes. Um, but with animals, so it, it's grazing by the water. It hears or it senses a threat. What happens is, it, and it's in perfect homeostasis right now, it's just, it's loving life, that's it. It's, it's living and it's loving life, that's all. Threat comes up, what happens in the sympathetic nervous system, which is actually a part of the autonomic uh, system, which the autonomic is what in, our, in in both animals and humans is what um, tells our bodies how to work automatically, So digestion of food, um, fight or flight syndrome, like when that starts to happen, that all comes from the um, autonomic response system and animals as well as human have the ability to, um, when when there's a threat that's experienced, our bodies will automatically basically throw out a ton of energy inside of us so that we can fight or flight that threat that is near us. Well, the difference between animals and human beings is that basically we have now grown to, with the power of our thoughts, turn that system on. Animals don't do that. After the threat is done and it, it's, it's, it's over with, the animal goes back into homeostasis, that perfect balance, without a thought of what just happened but us humans we have now given ourselves the the power like this to take our thoughts into that stressful state of mind and again our bodies were not meant to withstand that actual physical stress factor and we're talking about maybe it's um maybe it's your maybe it's your marriage maybe you've undergone something inside of your marriage I know that I have um, that has thrown your body to have this chemical reaction. And now it's constantly in this, this reaction, maybe it's paying bills. Maybe it's that you don't have enough money to pay the bills for this month. And so your body, you've thrown it into this physical state of stress. Maybe it's, um, uh, an actual, um, uh, workload of your day that, you know, I, I've, find this to be true very often that there's just sometimes that I feel like I have so much work to do and I throw my body into this threat of stress and it's not what we were designed to do that's it's just not so your body will feel like it's constantly under attack therefore it's throwing out all of these chemicals and basically now you've actually even tricked your body to thinking I need to produce more of this to make sure that my body stays in balance so it overloads externally all of the things that you need so that internally we don't have what it needs and our system becomes very, um, susceptible to sickness, our immune system. So crazy that we can actually take our body from, from a normal homeostasis And just like that, with the power of our thoughts, change the whole dynamic. And the reason, again, why I'm talking about this, because I want you guys to understand the nature of what these fear thoughts can create physically inside of your body and how it can actually kill us, like actually kill us, not only our dreams, not only our relationships, not only the things that, you know, um, we, we say we're fearful of, but it can actually kill us. IBS, um, acid burps, uh, you can talk about um having gas, cardiovascular damage, heart attacks, anxiety, heart racing. All of these things are a physical response to something up here. Whew, man, holy moly. Um, I'm gonna keep going here. Your body again is not it's not meant to withstand um that type of physical stress. And I'm gonna bring up another scripture for you guys right now. I believe it is John 1010. Um Let me just make sure here John 10 10. Do, 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 do. Um gonna try a different a different way here, but I believe. That John ten ten basically says, yes, the thief comes only to still kill and destroy. The thief comes, the enemy comes, to still kill and destroy. I want you guys to really start to think. Well, is it the devil that's coming to still kill and destroy me, or is it the enemy within my body, my flesh? That's coming to kill, still and destroy. That's going to be a lot for some people to really chomp on, okay? So um, I'm going to just continue and kind of go past that here. So because of these these bodily characteristics, we give fear so much power. And that's what we basically, when, when I talked about Brandy Bouchard in his book, the motivation manifest, uh, the, the, the motivation manifesto where he said, we've perverted it. That's what he means is that we've perverted this so much. We have given it so much power when really the majority of this is insecurity. The majority of what we're feeling in these instances is insecurities. If somebody said something that was able to turn on my fight or flight response because of something ugly they said out of their mouth well is my body really at a physical threat no are this this person trying to kill me? no but then why am I having this actual physical response? well, let's take it back. What did they say to me that touched the bruise inside of me that is now making me feel some sort of way? What insecurity do I have? What weakness do I have inside that I'm not yet healed from, that it was able to just basically jumpstart this whole thing for me? <clears throat> So let's look at fear in our relationships, and not just marital relationships, but let's look at it in friendships as well, our kids even. Fear tries to impact something to you. It tries to imprint on you, and it has very much so in our day and age. Fear has definitely left multiple imprints inside of our life, even though it's not the actual design of what the body was meant to do. And we, again, have now been able to create with our thoughts an imprint inside of our body, which makes it easier for for us to react either in anticipation of or because of past trauma. It mutates into other thoughts. But what if, what if my husband cheats on me? What if my kid doesn't come home? What if this person does me dirty? What if this friend can't be trusted? What if, what if, what if? And this is an open-ended thought with no solution, with none whatsoever with no solution. And let me tell you guys something about me. I am a solution finder. If you have a problem, then let's find a solution. Like let's, let's, let's figure out the problem. And so one of the tips that I want to give you guys right off the bat to determine whether or not that this thought is even serving you is if you're telling yourself something then I want you to immediately start to think of a solution. Sounds simple. How many of us are doing it again? One of the tips I want you guys to write down right now is when I start to experience some of these thoughts within my own head, I want to start to create a solution. So instead of me saying, what if my husband cheats on me? What if me and my husband continue to have an amazing relationship and our communication is great? And what if when he comes home, I react to him in love with a hug and a kiss and who knows, maybe a cute little outfit at the door. What if that? Can we also think of a solution? Maybe what needs to happen is when my husband comes home because I'm experiencing this insecurity, I want to sit down and just have a little chat with him. I just want to sit down with him and, you know, um have him maybe give me a little bit of assurance to help me through this thought. And you guys, again, when I talked about your 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 circle of influence how important it is, this starts at home. If we can't avidly tell the person that we're laying next to how we feel in our insecurities and our thoughts without being judged or without being um, yelled at or, or receiving a consequence, then we might need to get help inside of the marriage itself because the communication is off. If I can't sit down with you, and that goes for me too, if I am harboring this feeling and making it about you, which we often do, all of these insecurities that I'm feeling in here, I'm going to actually just basically reflect on you and make it about you. It's not about me. It's easier for me to point the finger at you. It's now about you. Really? Can we grow up a little bit and take some emotional intelligence? Make some emotionally intelligent decisions, I should say, inside of our life that says, hey, you know what? This is actually not about you. This is the story that I'm telling myself right now. And hopefully your spouse, your friend, whoever it is in your life that you have is open enough to see your vulnerability and will then be able to also be vulnerable with you because you've now given them a safe space to say, you know what, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. That's not at all what I'm trying to display, what I'm trying to, um, to do, what I'm trying to, um, whatever the case may be. You've given this open space now where you guys can now communicate with vulnerability, man, that's so powerful. That's, that's so dang powerful. So let me um, get back on track, uh, track here. So all of these thoughts, they, they, they start to create open ended thoughts and that is also worry. And again, what do we just talk about when the Bible says, when the word says that don't worry about anything, don't worry about it because none of your worrying is creating anything. It's not beneficial for you whatsoever. And really not creating anything beneficial. And in fact, could possibly and not only possibly is creating something physically inside of your body. And then what is that producing? The way that I act when my husband comes home. Now I have an attitude. Now I'm I'm going to be ugly with you. And then it's going to filter over to my kids because now I'm irritated with them. These all have an impact on all of these other decisions. So we have to have that emotional intelligence to take it back and say, you know what? This is about me, not about you. That that circle of influence too, dude. that safe place. You guys, as human beings, we want to be heard. We want to be loved and we want to feel safe with one another at the end of the day. And of course we love physical touch. Like we, we, you know what I mean? Like, but the three main areas, I feel like that if we could just say in so many areas of our lives that I just wanted to be seen by you, I just wanted to be heard by you. I just wanted to feel safe with you. If we could really look at that and and start to do, to, to notice that pattern, man, it changes, it changes so much. It changes so, so much. So, um, oh, it's Matthew six twenty seven. Just so you guys know about uh, worrying, I found that one. So, can you can can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Nope, you can't. You absolutely can't. The enemy within is is something that we need to consider. That we are either fighting constantly or feeding. We are either fighting where there's a battle. And the, the, the word says that there's a battle going on internally against our spirit and our flesh, constantly waging war against each other. And we're either feeding that enemy to become stronger or we're fighting the enemy. Which one do you want to do? And if you're tired of being tired and if you're tired of healing, you know, having all these thoughts, if you're tired of being paralyzed in your business, in your life, in your relationships, what are you going to do differently? Because what you're doing then obviously isn't working. What do you want to do differently? That's my question is, what do you want to do differently? And are you willing to feed the warrior so that the warrior becomes more stronger to fight that enemy, that internal enemy, you guys? Um, I'm watching my time here. We're about 30 minutes in and I want to keep going just because you guys, I might have to have a part two of fear now. So this is episode number two, and it is based off of fear, but let's call it what it is. So much of it is insecurity. I want to continue on with where I left off as far as understanding the natural stress response that fear, okay, can cause on us. And I keep doing like this, you guys, because I've gotten angry with myself when I say that I'm afraid of something and I actually just take it back and realize, no, Leah, you're not afraid. You're insecure. You're insecure right now. And you're acting out of insecurity. As much as I want to say that I'm a secure person, guess what, little girl? You're insecure right now. It doesn't have anything to do with fear. Your life is not in danger. There's no actual physical threat here. Damn, time to get real with yourself, 101. When you encounter a perceived threat, that dog, that bear, that, uh, that person maybe that's actually is coming to physically harm or threat you, then your body begins to go through a, again, a um, reaction where it's chemically activated by all of these things, starting with your adrenal glands And it produces this crazy amount of energy so that again, in those situations, you can actually either fight or flight. That's why half of the times when something happens and your adrenaline is so heavy and high, the people will say, like, I I don't even understand what happened. I don't even realize because your autonomic system has kicked into gear. The problem with that is when we kick that into gear which increases our heart rate, elevates our blood pressure, which actually increases the sugars in our bloodstream and enhances our our pupils, our brain, the glucose, all of these things that we have told ourselves to do because of a perceived threat, which is not real. It's imaginative. We've thrown our body out of balance, chemically out of balance. And then we sit with that. We're not like animals where we just go back to homeostasis in this perfect balance. We actually continue this thought and it could be for weeks on end. It could be for months on end. And all of that junk is there. All of that stuff, the body's stress response is very self-limiting. And once you've depleted those things, you're going to get sick because internally you don't have enough to fight off something that a common cold, the coronavirus. You've thrown your body into so much stress on a regular basis that now internally. So yes, externally, it was giving you everything that you needed at that particular moment or you thought you needed. I, I want to go off on this person because they made me feel this way. And so here comes my adrenaline. And even if, you know, some people are fighting and, and yelling and, and all of these things that are just unnecessary. Now I don't have enough internally to fight when something comes to attack my inside. How often are you sick? How often are you physically sick? If it's a lot, start to figure out why. Is it a certain time of month? Is it a certain time of year? Is it Christmas? Is it, you know, something that's going on at at work? When you know and you say things like, I always get sick around this time of year. What is it about that specific time of year that you have expended all of your internal energy so that it can't fight against something that's going around in that specific time? Can we take it back to that? The long-term activation of your body being under stress. Stress. All of those things that I just talked about, all of those activators will then basically manifest itself into something else, you guys. So just like your powerful thoughts manifest, and I say it all the damn time, if you know who I am, is that our thoughts do not discriminate, good or bad, they're going to produce something. And your negative thoughts are going to produce something, anxiety, depression, digestive problems, IBS, headaches. Muscle tension, heart disease, weight gain, your cortisol levels go up inside. Memory, concentration, heart rate, breathing, palpitations. Wow. And here I thought that I could just blame it on my parents. Here I thought I could just say that, oh, well, they had bad, you know, bad blood pressure, and so that's just what I was given. Um, be careful what you say. Be careful what you say. We're definitely going to have to do a part two of this. And now I'm like so heated that I'm going to probably just press stop and I'm going to keep recording because I'm in it right now. I'll go for just a few more minutes and then I'm going to have to stop just so that I honor your guys' time and that... um, you guys are really soaking in some of this knowledge. I think that that's what's really important to me is that as I go along giving you guys some of these tips and and some of these uh, exercises and things to write down that you guys are actually absorbing them and starting to ask yourself these questions, starting to trigger, man, let me think about that. Let me start going back to where did I have this paradigm thought? Let me try to go back to what made me feel so stressed out in those months. What can I do differently to combat that, but so much being aware of these stress factors and just what it creates, all of these things, man, worry is not of God, you guys, and if God says that his spirit dwells within us, then we know that worry is not from God, so where is it from, the enemy. So the word tells us that we're to demolish arguments, every pretension that sets itself against us in the knowledge of God that we need to basically destroy, demolish, execute it out of our lives. Anything that comes against what God says is for us. And if not, the word also says that you become a slave to anything you allow and if it happens to be the thoughts that you're having, then you're no longer taking your thoughts captive. You're no longer holding them hostage. You're just letting them run rampant. And that enemy within is running the show. And it's almost like you've kind of physically just said, that's it, I give up, I surrender to you. Think about that. Think about that, you guys. And as much as I hate to... to, to leave you on, on that type of thought. I am going to give you one before I, I, I jam off here, you guys. Um, Genesis one twenty seven says he made us to be the highest creation. God made you to be the highest creation. Therefore was created ever. He like, he even says even above like the angels, you guys, that he made us to be his highest creation. So do you doubt God and what he can do? Do you, do you doubt your creator? Call it what you want. Do you doubt the universe? And what it can create, what it withholds, if you do, then just look up at night again and see that vast galaxy ahead of you, like see the stars shining up there with nothing withholding them. The sun, the moon, the stars, flowers, plants, the trees. And ask yourself, if you then are made to be the highest creation, what are you doing in the self-doubt, the self-insecurity? These thoughts that are triggering actually something physically that could be harming you long term. You guys, I really, really hope that you have taken a little bit of this lesson and I'm sorry that it, again, it seems like I'm leaving you on this note of, um, I don't want anybody to walk away feeling bad about themselves. I actually want you guys to walk out, walk away, feeling on fire. Like, no, hell no. You know what? I'm not going to feed that enemy within. I'm going to start to empower my warrior so that when these things come up, I can go to bat. And you guys, that's exactly what I do in my life is I have had to fight against these things, this enemy within, these thoughts in my mind. And I've had to create new ones even when I felt like an imposter doing it, even when it felt fake, even when I felt like I was just going through the motions Of being a secure person. Hell, I was in Nashville, Tennessee just a month ago when I had to call my person, my accountability partner, my best friend and say, I'm having a lot of insecure thoughts right now. I feel super insecure. First and foremost, I had to feel safe to say it to that person. I have to feel safe in that place. So I was being vulnerable with somebody, which takes courage Again, I talked about that. You can't have one without the other. And then I have such a good circle of influence that she said, walk in that damn room, put your head up, throw your shoulders back and remember who the fuck you are. Different kind of Christian, you guys. Sorry. (laughs) So that's it for today. You guys, this is Between the Sheets with Leah. This is episode number two. This is all about fear and insecurity And what it actually is causing inside of all of our our, our relationships, of our business, of our life in general. And I'm going to start showing you, telling you, giving you things on how to combat that mother effing enemy. Go to war with that enemy. And you'll never be perfect at it. You'll never be perfect at it. But you damn sure will start to learn the tools to be able to fight. Until next time, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this one. Your girl Leah with Between the Sheets, and I am out.